an entitled Karen gets upset because she's not getting her way at the restaurant I work at. And now, after storming out of the restaurant, she's calling back, threatening to get me fired with all these horrible false claims about my service towards her. And I honestly am so disgusted, and I'm legitimately worried that I might lose my job. Here's what happened. Now, before I get to the story, you need some information. The restaurant I work at has an all-you-can-eat deal going on right now, and that's per person, and can't be shared amongst the table. As well as my management at my company is so company-driven, they often side with customers just to keep them silent. So with that preface in mind, let's get started with the story. Tonight, I had a couple come in, and before I could even finish my greeting, this entitled Karen was already talking over me and ignoring my questions from the get-go. When I asked her, can I get you started with a Pepsi product? She immediately cuts me off and says, get me a fruit punch. And I respond to her by saying, unfortunately, we just have Pepsi products. I don't have any fruit punch. So she then says, oh, fine. I'll just have a Mountain Dew with some water. And when she responded that way, I knew that this lady was going to be a difficult table. When I turned to the guy and asked to take his order, he asked for a drink on the menu, but grunts and says, I want that, pointing generically at the drink's direction. It's an alcoholic drink, so I ask him for his ID, and the man hands me his folded closed wallet. Like his full wallet, no joke. As if I'm supposed to just start digging through his wallet to find his ID. So I kindly asked him to take it out for me. He then pulls his ID out. I look at it and I hand it back to him. Because he didn't use any words and only gestures, I forgot which drink he asked for. And I asked to confirm, you want this one and not the other one, right? And he looks at me as if I have 30 heads. His wife cuts him off and says, the slushy one? And just make sure it's extra slushy. I agree and try and keep the peace and I say no problem and I'll be right back and I just walk away. I get their drinks and return to the table where they proceed to order the all you can eat special that we have but we're out of one of the particular items so I explain to them this particular item is out for the night but here are some alternatives that you can go for but this entitled Karen rudely interjects and says well that's all I wanted so how am I going to be compensated so I say word for word unfortunately just those three items are all you can eat I can get you one of those if you'd like she then cuts me off and says no I don't like those they then start having a conversation between themselves while I'm standing there about what to order next and in the conversation I hear them planning on ordering one all you can eat splitting it between the two of them and then getting other appetizers now if you do this we as servers aren't supposed to allow you to get any more food as it's not a buffet and I have to ring in and bring every plate to you and sure do servers follow this rule 100% across the board everywhere no way but I follow my rules because my place is big on the rules inventory and policy so trying to be polite I say just so you guys know you can order whatever you want but if you do order the all you can eat it can't be shared or you won't be able to order more this entitled Karen then gets all huffy and rolls her eyes this Karen then tries to fight it at first by insulting me she says "Uh, I see that you're not one of the cool ones meaning that I'm not going to be one of those that lets them slide by now just for the record if they had been nice and if they had not had the conversation right in front of me and if they treated me with respect I probably would have just said screw it and let them share it but at this point you told me I wasn't cool you were rude and condescending and your tone was argumentative before I even had the chance to say hello I also didn't want to tell them mid-meal that I can't bring them any more simply because my manager saw them sharing after I then said that I'm just letting them know ahead of time she then flips her argument to say well how do you know that we're gonna share it and I said to her that she literally just said that you're gonna 
split it, and I just wanted to let you know how it worked around here. They then rolled their eyes at me and went back to looking at the menu. She then said to me, why can't you just be one of the cool ones? And I said, sorry, it's just my job on the line, and that's how the promotion works. He tells me that they need a minute, and they will have a decision in a few. So I say, no problem, take your time, I'll be right back. I went to get water for another table, and they were gone when I came out of the kitchen. Knowing they walked out, I just said, whatever. I knew they were mad at me that I wouldn't break the rules for them, but I didn't think there was any other issue. As they walked out, they walked by another exit to the building, and the door had opened while I was ringing in an order, which the computer touches the exit door. They were within earshot when the door opened, and I gave them a little wave and said, have a good night, guys. Honestly, not having a second thought about it. Not even five minutes later, someone said there was an angry customer on the phone. My manager took the call, and I sort of knew it was her. My manager came out and told me she was screaming on the phone. This entitled Karen claimed that I was being rude, that I snatched the ID out of her husband's hand and threw it back at him. Apparently, according to her, I had an attitude and was very insulting, and that I had accused them of wanting to share for no reason, and that I chased them out of the restaurant. And that's all because I waved to them and said, have a good night. Now, my managers are huge about never chasing a customer out, and if I understood why or the extent of what made her mad, I probably would not have said, have a good night. But she was not happy with the way I handled it or the way my manager handled the situation, and that she was going to write an email to my store just so my manager and district managers could see. In the moment, it wasn't a problem, but after I heard her complaints, I get it. I'm not saying I was the picture of customer service either, but after being cut off a few times, I stopped the customer service BS, and I just started to reply with a yes or no answer as needed. And now, I'm worried that I seriously might lose my job, but if I do lose my job because she writes an email, it will be honestly very funny for me later. As a server, I should have known better, and I should not have told them good night from the door. It was mostly out of habit because I try to say it to every table on their way out. So if that's what does it and makes me lose my job, then so be it. But it will all be whether or not it's transcribed in her email, if I chased her out of the restaurant or not. My managers have zero tolerance for that stuff, and I'm honestly not sure what's going to happen to me next, all because of this entitled Karen. What a terrible situation, because obviously this entitled Karen is blowing things completely out of proportion. They were trying to work the system, and they're clearly just taking it out on you and blaming you for their terrible experience, when in reality, they came in with a chip on their shoulder, and they were rude the second they sat down at your table. So I would not sweat it for a second. Also, if they really want to try and play that game of firing you for something like this, then I would sit down and have them prove it on the cameras. Because all but one of the complaints that this person made can probably be disproved with the cameras. And this could be a way for them to review the situation and try and have a more objective approach to this type of thing. Because no, you didn't snatch his ID from him, you didn't throw it back at him, and you very clearly were just trying to help them out about the all-you-can-eat special that they were obviously trying to take advantage of. So hopefully you don't get fired from this job. But even if you do keep your job in some way, I think it really is time to find a different job. Because the company you're working for clearly does not seem like they're very good people. And if this is how they treat their employees, simply for telling someone to have a good night, then in my opinion, that's not a very good work environment. And I seriously think you can find a much better place to work and make a living. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. An entitled customer demands to speak with a manager, all because they don't like the prices of our food at our restaurant. But as a result, my manager shows up and charges this lady a little bit extra, all while screaming at me in front of the customer in the process. Here's what happened.
happened. So a few years ago, I worked as a cashier at a fast food restaurant. I don't eat fast food, so I don't know how it is with other places. But with this establishment, nothing was free. For example, if you wanted sauce with your tacos, it would cost you 50 cents. And if you wanted to substitute sour cream with your guacamole, sorry, you have to pay for that as well. And the same thing goes for even getting ranch on your salad. It was still extra. All of these prices were very prominently displayed on a giant menu in the middle of the lobby, so people did know about it whether they liked it or not. Now, I was a paid minimum wage worker. I, nor any of the other cashiers, could not care about the prices in the slightest. It also made the prices absolutely ridiculous, as a lot of customers naturally wanted add-ons. So usually, we wouldn't charge for most of these, but we could only get away with that when our manager was not in the front, as she was the strict type, and she would yell at you in front of the customer for giving away free stuff. On a slow day, an older woman walked in and ordered a salad. By the time I got to the register, she had loaded it with a bunch of extras. Now, to be completely honest, there was no rhyme or reason to what I chose to charge people for. It really depended on my mood. Her salad was pretty accessorized, so I felt like I had to charge for something. But I was having a good day, so I just rang her up for the salad and the extra guacamole, and that's all. It was something like $12.50 for a salad, mind you. Now, this lady immediately started to complain about the price. I explained to her that it was $11.50 for the salad and a dollar for the guacamole. That's ridiculous. It shouldn't cost that much for a salad. Even $11 is way too much. I look at her and I say, I'm sorry, ma'am, that's just the price on the menu. But this lady simply isn't allowing that as an explanation. She starts to complain about why we raise the prices so much and how a salad should honestly cost nothing. I tried to explain that I was only a cashier and did not, in fact, control the menus. But she would have none of it and only grew increasingly rude. Then she dropped the classic dreaded line. Can I speak to your manager? I hesitated. I looked her in the eye and I said, you don't want to do that. She said, no, get your manager right now. So I went to the back and told my manager that there was a customer who wanted to speak with her. So she came to the register with me, looked at the salad, looked at what I rang up and immediately started going off on me about how I didn't add the salsa, the chips, the house dressing, all of which I left out just to try and give this lady something affordable. But you know what? I was used to this. So I just stood there and stared at the customer as my manager screamed at me in front of them. The customer stared back, dumbfounded by what was going on, all while the manager took over my register, corrected the order, and left without acknowledging her at all. The salad came out to be around $16.50. Thankfully, the woman just paid and left without saying another word. But if she had simply just paid the price that I gave her originally, I could have saved her some money in the end and avoided this entire debacle from the get-go. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. That restaurant really does not sound like a good place to work. Can you imagine having to deal with customers all day who are constantly complaining about your prices? I mean, you get charged for any kind of sauce. Like, what in the world is going on? But this is a classic example of be careful what you wish for. Because this lady very easily could have just paid the price and went on her way. But instead, she decided to be weird about it. And instead of paying, like, what, 12 bucks for that salad? It instead got bumped up by, like, what, 4 bucks? And now she has to pay extra on top of this weird manager screaming at their employee, which honestly overall was incredibly inappropriate. So hopefully for the sake of the original poster, they no longer work there and they have a better job than this. Because this sounds like an awful place to work and I cannot imagine how frustrating it would be to put up with these kind of prices as well as that kind of manager. My job no longer offers overtime and has made some decisions that have made the customers incredibly unhappy. So instead of being a good worker with good incentive to do my best, I decided to maliciously comply and now my company has to deal with some very unhappy customers. So I'm a diesel mechanic that works for one of the largest two fleets in the United States. My job is to work off-site for a single customer, which is on one of the largest middlemen of the product that they ship in the U.S. I can't say much more about the product because it would give away exactly who they are. And this isn't a throwaway account, so I don't want to do that. Anyways, my job is to load up my truck at the shop with parts and oil, travel to the customer site, take inventory of the units on their yard, compare the list to over overdue and coming due services, work on the customer write-up list, work on our internal company campaign list, send an email and internal memo about any truck I work on and receive info about, and also keep track of literally everything that goes on with this site. It took some getting used to, but I'm pretty decent at it now. In the state I work in, the law states that during our required 30-minute meal period, we are to be paid if we remained on the clock or have to do anything work-related during the meal period. My first few days, I clocked out for lunch, but was immediately interrupted by a drive-up. Our timekeeping program has no allowances or adjustments to state that I had to work during my meal period. I don't mind working when I'm trying to eat, so I simply don't clock out for lunch, as I tend to nibble through the day anyways. The customer likes that I'm always available, and I get 30 extra minutes of overtime every day. With the days I work, I get two hours overtime every week, and if I work a day extra, I get a lot more. The customer's happy, which then makes my boss happy, which gets me more money, and makes me happy. It's a win-win all around. Last week, I was notified by my company that they were now on zero-minute overtime, and we must take our lunches and breaks, which is no problem. I'm pretty compliant because my boss is cool, and I do like them. I was also told that we can no longer do any repairs or services on-site. They have to be done at the shop. Again, no problem. I don't really care where they want them done. Any overtime has to be pre-approved by my boss's boss's boss. Yeah, this one goes pretty far up the food 
food chain. Now, I've worked with him in the past and he's pretty cool, but he's very busy and rarely responds right away. Here's where the malicious compliance part comes in. I now come back to the shop for my breaks and lunch near the end of the day because I'm not interrupted here. That's an hour not at the customer's yard. I also have to come back here to do services, so I'm rarely at the customer's yard now. As any overtime requests go mostly unnoticed, I don't do any more overtime. I get drive-ups during the day and I have to tell the drivers to contact corporate as I have to adhere to these new rules or I will be fired. The broken down tractors and trailers are piling up in the customer's yard because I'm barely there and they're piling up in the shop yard because I now spend most of my time driving back and forth and the other staff count at the shop hasn't increased. So as a result, there's no overtime. But now because of these stupid policies, there's more driving in circles, meaning that a lot less work is actually getting done. And the only people that can be thanked for this awful decision is the company itself who legitimately did this to themselves. What an awful situation. Instead of just keeping things the way they were and making sure the customer's happy as well as the employees that are doing the job, they decided to try and cut costs and move basically everything over to their shipping yard so that they can do the repairs over there. But now, literally just like the original poster stated, everything's falling behind and everyone's just driving in circles. Like, it is completely counterintuitive. So I don't blame the original poster for a second. If I was in their shoes, I would have done the exact same thing because that decision from corporate was honestly a stupid one. And unless they fix that sooner than later, problems are literally only going to pile up and customers are going to be incredibly unhappy. My boyfriend is upset with me that I plan on traveling solo across the world to Africa for some volunteer work. And even though I'm incredibly excited about this opportunity, he is making my plans incredibly sour and even implied that he might break up with me if I do end up going. And now I don't know what to do. So we've been together for almost two years and we're both in our last semester of college. However, I'll be graduating in the spring, whereas he will still be taking two summer classes before he's done. I've always wanted to travel. Certain regions in Africa specifically have always been my dream. The field I'm going into is natural resource based and I received an opportunity to do volunteer work for an organization in a relatively safe African country. I spent loads and loads of time researching everything about the country and the volunteer work itself. Like I have a PowerPoint for myself, two Excel documents and a notebook filled with all this information that I am collecting. So if you wanted to be sure that I'm taking this seriously, hopefully this gives you some kind of evidence. The problem is I would want to go right after graduation because that would be the best time for me and my boyfriend wouldn't be able to go because of his summer classes. It would be a two to three week long trip where I wouldn't have internet access, which I really don't think is that bad since it will only be for about two to three weeks and we have the rest of our lives to be together. He said that he wouldn't want to go even if he was able to, but he is still upset that I am going. He says that it's unsafe. He wouldn't know what to do if something happened to me and he said that I think I'm invincible, which is not true. I'm very aware of the problems that could arise. The way he acts when I bring it up is almost convincing me that it actually is a terrible idea and I wouldn't be able to handle it. I hate the fact that he's making me doubt myself and this dream that I've always had because I know that there's dangers and I know there's some kind of risk, but I'm putting the effort into knowing what to do when those arise and how to avoid them entirely. I know they can't always be avoided. It's not like I'm going on a nomadic backpacking trip through a dangerous country. I'm going to work for an established organization in a country with a GPI higher than the USA. But every time I bring this up, he shuts me down by saying, you never know what could happen, which obviously sure, but that's not true anywhere. Even my parents, the most overprotective and nervous people on the planet, even they think I should go. 
This whole situation has really put a sour note on my plans. I've assured him that we will travel together when we both can, and I've tried to show him my notes and plans, but he isn't interested. Last night was the first super serious sit-down talk that we've had about this subject. When I told him that it honestly felt like he would break up with me if I went and asked him if he would, he answered me by saying, well, I don't know, which would have broken my heart about a month ago, but now it just made me feel annoyed. I feel like I'm realizing that the amount of insecurities that he has are starting to impact the relationship in other ways too, but this has got to be the kicker. I'm not going to let him stop me from going because I know for a fact I would regret not going for the rest of my life. Is there any way we can work through this as a couple? Is this situation even salvageable in the first place? What should I do? First off, I think it's really good that you're going on this trip. You said it yourself. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And if you turn this down, you would be crazy. And from the sounds of it, it looks like this really is going to be a safe thing that I'm sure students do every year all the time. Like you are not the first person to go to this country, do this work, and then come home safely. And sure, you're going to a country that could potentially be dangerous, but you could say the same about literally anywhere. There is always danger in going overseas for any reason. And to me, it really sounds like your boyfriend's being incredibly selfish. If he really wanted to be supportive, he can certainly express that he's going to miss you for those three weeks, but also he should be happy that you're going and fulfilling your lifelong dream. Like you've always wanted to do this. This is something that you've planned for, you've done a lot of research for it, and you're obviously really excited. So I would pay absolutely no mind to the negative comments your boyfriend is saying. This is going to be a fantastic trip for you, and he can either get in line and let you fulfill your lifelong dreams, or he can simply get out of the way, or if anything, just ignore him. And you know what? If he seriously, and I mean seriously, breaks up with you over this, then let that be a sign that this guy was seriously not a winner. Because what you're going to do is probably going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to be a once in a lifetime opportunity. And if he seriously can't see that, then that's his problem, not yours. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.